Hello and welcome to the 31st episode of the Kingdom Hearts World Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and I'm here with podcast co-hosts, Aiden. Hello. And Grace. Heyo. Yay. We're back. The Kingdom Hearts 1 episode. Yes. 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 Where it all begun. How is everybody? Awesome. Awesome. Aiden. I'm okay. Okay and awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing kind of all right. I'm also okay, so we've got a good range here. (laughs) Anywho, I'll go on to our outline, since this is going to be a bit of a fast-paced episode to match the Kingdom Hearts storyline. So first, we're going to have our intro, which you just heard, then our news, which there's a little bit of, and we're going to speed through a bit so we can get to our discussion segment, where we'll talk about Kingdom Hearts 1 exclusively. Then we're going to go on to our playlist, where Aiden and Grace are going to discuss their meetup. Whoa! Yay! What? And a possible... Yeah, Grace was on a podcast as a guest host. Yay! Whoa! And I'll probably talk about weeb trash stuff. Whoa! <laughs> and then we're going to go on to our outro. So, without further ado, on to our news. That was efficient. That was awesome. That was efficient. You blew that out of the water, man. That was pretty impressive. I'm proud. Thank you. I am a little bit proud, too. Wonderful. That was especially fast. Music You're pride chilly, John Paul. Okay. So, Aiden, would you like to take the first piece of news? So the Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Collector's Edition was announced for the U.S., which is available from their uh, the online shop, so probably not in stores then. Nope. And uh, it's for $100, or, you know, if you want to be anal about it, it's one cent less than that. It's really expensive, but it does include Kingdom Hearts 1.5, and then 2.5, obviously. A Heartless plushie, a 30-page art book, which I would have preferred that be longer, to be honest. But you know, I read its hardcover, though. Oh, well, I guess that's some redeeming qualities then. Although my knob, that's what I read somewhere. Don't trust me yet. Oh, I saw right. it in a picture, so I, I could believe it. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, like, the EU gets... <laughs> oh, yeah. Gets it. <laughs> yeah, possibly. For people who don't know, that's Europe. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, we're just used to podcast terms. Anyway, continue. It also has a, a Steelbook game case. Uh, I don't know if it's going to have a Steelbook for 1.5 or and 2.5. I think or just both 2.5. will be in it, like, two discs in the one case. Okay, good, that's better. It also has the collectible Kingdom Hearts pin <laughs> and a large collector's box to hold everything. So, but pretty exciting. does it come with a towel or blanket? But does it blend? Does it, it come with a pencil case? Does it come with a pencil case? If it doesn't come with a pencil case, I don't even care. I don't know, and I don't care, and I won't have that in my presence. There's no pencil case or towels. Uh, I think that's our most referred to joke from the first era of KHW. <laughs> even though that pen- was like, yeah, like a year and a half ago. Yeah, even Poor though that was children. like ages ago. Anyway, it's a very nice collector's edition. And I kind of wish it wasn't that expensive. I understand why it is, but for a poor college student like myself, <laughs> that's breaking the bank a little that's bit. That's a which lot is of money to expect someone to pay over for like it's... the stuff that you're giving. Yeah. I understand there's like a plushie involved and there's a book and all that jazz. I want it. Well, if you don't <laughs> you know, have 1.5. Actually, 5. there is a lot. There is a lot there. Yeah, there's a lot. It's just woefully out of reach. If you don't have 1.5, I feel like that's a great deal, actually. Yeah, because it's barely over what you would pay for both. That's true, actually. I might consider getting that. So for those of you that skimped out on 1.5... There you go. They still have a way no, to get money out of you. Now you're being repaid for your I laziness. Get a really cool plushie. <laughs> Congratulations. But yeah, I'm 
excited about that, even though I can't get it. I'm excited for those who can, because it's very nice. I, I, they did it purely because of fan demand, I read, because originally the limited edition was you get a pin from GameStop, um, which is included yeah. in the collector's edition. I remember complaining about that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, compared yeah. to the cool case art book thing that Kingdom Hearts 1.5's limited edition was, which is on my shelf, and now it'll have an uneven thing with 2.5 beside it. But I think this is a very nice collector's edition, personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm particularly looking forward to the art book. I always really love Kingdom Hearts art books in particular. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just said that. But, but <laughs> they are very nice. Yeah, because I'll even, I'll buy game guides, particularly, like, the Final Fantasy game guides, just to see the artwork that goes with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. I used to do that a lot, too. I, I basically just call it, like, my artwork and boss battle guide. <laughs> artwork and boss battles. I bought the City one because I liked it for that. <laughs> and yeah, it came with, like, exactly. a poster. And I was like, cool. I did it for a lot of the Tales games. Because I oh, like yeah. their artwork. and the, Well, their artwork is, is not... Is, I would consider it less skilled, more fun. Hmm. Yeah, when I'm going through the Tales yeah, games, I'm I never like, that, absolutely yeah. floored by their character designs. But then again, recently with the Final Fantasy games, I've been kind of the same. So. Yeah. Hey, 15, one day. <laughs> one day. Did you guys hear there's an internal release date for 15 now? Like, it's an internal release window for the company. Um, yeah, they're they, telling themselves. They have something to aim for, apparently. <laughs> it's the do which, or die. It's taken a while to get to that step. <laughs> but hey, process. But this isn't a Final Fantasy podcast. <laughs> Maybe one day, but this isn't right now. So, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'll take this one. So, a player of the Kingdom Hearts 2 limit form, Sora, will be available on the Square Enix Squeenix, online store on November 29th for about $80. And he comes with the Star Seeker Keyblade. Originally, I think I read that this came exclusively with the 2.5 Collector's Edition in Japan. So now you can buy it on the online store if you can get it there, which is nice because that would suck to have to be missing like one Play Arts purely because <laughs> it came with the Collector's Edition. And for those who don't know, this isn't limit form like Wisdom or anything. It's um, Sora in a very Kingdom Hearts One esque clothing, like we are his the red pants and they have zippers all over them now because Kingdom Hearts Two. Uh, so it looks <laughs> like that. And it's very nice looking. Uh, so I like play arts myself, so it's a very nice one. They opinion. make a quality product from what I've seen, because I really don't collect any of those. But yeah, the new Cloud is looking very nice, the Advent Children one. Him, mm-hmm. Barrett, Tifa, and Red Thirteen. Ooh. Where's Sid Highwind? <laughs> yes! I <laughs> because love Sid. I'm Sid glad they're finally making Barrett. I'm glad that there's like finally a Barrett. There's none of him in Seven, which is my favorite look, but Advent Children's cool. So I'm down with that. But now literally the only character from 7 who doesn't have any form of play arts is Sid. Because Kate Sith came with Red 13, the original one. So literally everyone's covered, except Sid Highwind. And I want Sid so badly. I love him. I know this isn't a Final Fantasy thing, but I just want to go out on a limb and say, like, I don't want want to give away any spoilers from Final Fantasy 7, but Kate Sith? Like, I was thinking back on that whole storyline. That sort of just floors me. Like, it's a little bit kind of horrifying. Yeah, I like Reeve. <laughs> He's cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> Reeve nuts. is always like a sleeper character that I really like. Yes, he's he's like the <laughs> one of the background characters that I think if I replayed the game, I think I'd really get attached to him. Especially when he calls Cloud's phone in Advent Children. He's like, "Oh, I saw your poster for being a delivery boy. How do you even stay in business? <laughs> Give me a call, Cloud." And I was like, "Oh, it's Reeve." <laughs> Heyo. <laughs> it was good. But yeah, all in all, though, they look the players look really nice. They're also releasing. A Roxas and a Sora soon, uh, from Kingdom Hearts 2. Roxas. Roxas. And they're both very nice as well. So one day I'll be getting those. 
cream. Sea salt ice cream. <laughs> I believe you know what must be done. Oh what the hell? We're all imitating Anson the Wise. Diz. Oh, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Diz is confused. another character that kind of horrifies me a little bit. I googled Diz after starting Kingdom Hearts 2, and then it went to an Anson the Wise page, and I was like, well. Thanks. Well, crap. Thanks for that. So don't Google things, or you'll get spoilers. I should have known that as a kid, you but I was known. Yet you just spoiled it for anyone you were trying to warn. Oh, well, if you haven't Yo. played Kingdom Hearts 2 yet, I'm sorry that you've been busy the last eight years, but... <laughs> I'm but kidding. you done screwed up. But you, <laughs> you done screwed up, son. <laughs> that's okay. Everyone screws uh, up. Anyway, on to our next piece of news. Grace, would you I like to take you it? just forgave the listener there. <laughs> you are forgiven. Anyways, sorry. Listener. No worries. Listener. <laughs> anyway, Grace, would you like to take this before I descend into madness? <laughs> no, I want to see the madness first, actually. Soon. <laughs> Alright, Tetsuya Nomura uh, collaborates with Hikaru Utada, or Utada Hikaru, either one, to create her new album cover. Did you guys notice on the cover, in the water reflection, there's like a Kingdom Hearts command menu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't notice it before I did, actually. I'm wondering if this confirms that she's gonna, I mean, we all assume that she's gonna sing Kingdom Hearts 3 songs, but this collaboration... It, it looks like she's almost, like, tied to the fate of Kingdom Hearts. If you look at it, it's like she's sitting on this throne and yeah, is being commanded by Kingdom bit. Hearts. <laughs> the dark chandelier. I think he's feeling a little dark today, guys. Not gonna lie. <laughs> he's feeling Our favorite Nomura is feeling his dark side. <laughs> like, it looks, it looks really dark to me. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. She's being kind of controlled uh, by this weird bear. <laughs> yeah, it's the album itself is, like, a cover album, meaning... It's numerous uh, young and popular new artists who are going to be covering her songs. So hopefully she comes out of a hiatus soon for Kingdom Hearts 3. But I think, this is, if anything, it's a good sign. It doesn't necessarily confirm anything, but it can't be a bad sign. So I feel like the way her legs are drawn, her legs might be broken. Yeah, she's got the Square Enix legs going on. <laughs> yeah, that they're like I feel bending like that in can't be healthy. Ways. But it looks kind of natural if you like far away take a glance. Just like every time I, I zoom in on it and I'm seeing seeing the weird legs look a little unnerving. Not gonna lie, Nomura. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless, I think it's kind of nice cover in general. So. Oh no, it's it's really well executed. It's just like there's a lot of pieces in this that look unnerving to me. It's got that Nomura charm. <laughs> it looks darker but than his usual stuff. There's though. a lack of belts and zippers. It's actually quite surprising that there are none at all. Yeah, but she also has like a crooked looking skirt. Yeah, that too. So that's, that's a, a newer thing. That's a newer. It's a nomorism. Nomorism. <laughs> yeah, it's a nomorism. <laughs> yeah, and water's a big deal, and floating in a landscape that like doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's got Kingdom Hearts level. Of, it does. Um, do the do the chandeliers kind of look like they have faces to you guys? No, but they look like they've been badly photoshopped in. I'm seeing both. They, yeah, they look like there's two eyes and they're pointing in different directions a little bit. Yeah, looking like a little the weird there, Nomura. Kind of like a dragon. Oh, and they're they're fake candles. Mustache dragon. Yeah, it's like fake candles. Because fake it has candles the, on a mustache the built-in dragon. flame that looks like it's just supposed to be lit up. Yeah, but they're it's Christmas not, lights. It's a room that He's embracing has no Christmas. electricity. I, for one. Embrace Nomura's Christmas art. Is this wait? This is supposed to be Christmas. Well, I mean, that's what I think of when I think fake candles. It's like oh. how Christmas things have like like Christmas lights that can kind of look like candles. I don't know, maybe there's a candle thing. Uh. I can go. No, by that. It, it's over here too. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then you guys know what exactly what I'm talking about. 
anyway, before we linger too long on this news, is there anything anyone wants to say about any of the news pieces? Just that those legs look really, really unnerving. <laughs> Broken legs. Broken legs. Broken legs. He broke right. her legs and he's forcing her to make the music. Yeah, this is like a dark message that we don't understand. And he's hiding her in a teddy bear. This is so wrong. Okay, go ahead. We in the Kingdom Hearts World podcast know nothing about this, so we highly recommend that if you go after anyone, just go after Grace, because Aiden and I are not affiliated with that theory. (laughs) Just putting it out there. (laughs) I have all of the headcanons. All of them. (laughs) All of the headcanons. All of the headcanons. Real life (laughs) headcanons. Anyway, without any further ado, on to our Kingdom Hearts 1 discussion. Hooray! Yay! (laughs) The one that started it all. (laughs) So as I said last episode, I recently replayed Kingdom Hearts 1. I guess technically it was Kingdom Hearts 1.5, so it was the final mixed version. But I really enjoyed it again. I was wondering how it would hold up, because anyone who's played... We're going to start with the gameplay, which is why I'm going into this. Anyone who's played Kingdom Hearts 1 and the other ones, primarily 2 and Birth by Sleep, can recognize that 1 is a lot less combo-oriented then two and three, and that it's kind of like smack, 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 smack. Yeah, it really is, actually. Like, you can add, you can learn more hits and whatnot, so it's more than that. But at the end of the day, there's not a whole lot of variation compared to Kingdom Hearts 2 where you're, like, flying and doing somersaults and crazy things and whatnot. And pressing that triangle button and making really cool stuff happen. Yeah. Hey, I've always enjoyed that, actually. Me too. Me too. Whoa, someone else. I'll make fun of it a whole lot, but I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think it gets the job done. But that it's good in moderation. Kingdom Hearts 2 discussion, which does not have a date, so don't take that as a hint. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it yes. might. Could it be tomorrow? It's not. Don't don't take that joke out of out of question. Anyway, I've really enjoyed it this playthrough. I think it works for what it is. What do you guys think about the gameplay of Kingdom Hearts 1? Well, I recently replayed part of it until my PS3 broke, and then I was like, well, I'm kind of screwed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was playing it on proud mode that's the highest one right yeah yeah and i had because when i first played it i think i i'm pretty sure i played it on like the easiest difficulty because i was kind of young back then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know a little bit of a bitch <laughs> just, <don't laughs> all. Not yeah just so a cute little kid yeah so i didn't want to um like back then i didn't want to try too hard but now that i um i'm playing it on proud mode or was playing it on proud mode i got to respect the combat system a lot more because i realized just how much dodging is important Yes. <laughs> Whereas before, I don't think I ever even touched the triangle button, or not triangle, but the square button. I love dodge rolling. Yeah, that, it was like, one of the I, best things that they had in that game. Yeah, and I, the reason I wanted to try the highest difficulty was because I was playing Monster Hunter a lot, obviously, and mm. you know, there's a lot of rolling in that as well. So it's just, I don't know, I, I respect the combat system a lot more than I used to. Yeah. I really, I just really wish I could finish it. I just can't though. Yeah, eventually, if possible. Yeah, you'll yeah, be buying nice. a whole new system. Yeah. yeah. Have a not broken system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it, well, when I played uh, Kingdom Hearts one, when was this? Was like okay. When I started off my whole Kingdom Hearts journey, I used to make fun of Kingdom Hearts actually. So I didn't play Kingdom Hearts one probably until a few years after it had come out. I loved it though from the from the moment that I started until it ended. So I completely regretted making fun of it from then on. Um, the gameplay I thought was one of the one of the save not saving graces because the whole game was pretty cohesively good. It gets repetitive, but that gameplay is also something that you can latch onto as someone who's never been through a series like that. 
Yeah. Um, so it, it's actually, it's a little bit comforting in the fact that you kind of know what to expect. Yes, it's a little bit annoying at times how repetitive it can be, but um, the worst part of the gameplay was the camera. Oh, yeah. It was more oh, so yeah. the interface. Yeah, that, I was glad that was more fixed in Kingdom Hearts yeah. 2.5, or 1.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when they tried to like force a lot of platforming that just didn't really need to be there. True, true. L- uh, like like that all of Tarzan world did yeah, not need was, to happen like that. Yeah, that was, was ridiculous. A thing. But uh, all in all, I thought that the gameplay was one of the strongest parts of the game. Um, and it's at the time simple storyline that sort of like it turned around in a way that was very easy to mentally digest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's mm-hmm. a good way to look at it. It was like Riku went to darkness. That's why he looks evil. Kyrie's That's asleep. why Riku. What's going bad. on? Maleficent's evil too. It's like it was. It was very. Everybody's bad. <laughs> and meanwhile, in two, it's like this person's evil, but not evil. They don't have a heart, so they don't know it's evil. I think Kingdom Hearts prop proposes the greatest question of what is evil. What is evil? Can we ever truly know? What is darkness and what is light? What is, where there is darkness, there will always be light and vice versa. And light casts the shadow which causes the dark. What is darkness? I don't know! <laughs> yeah, Insert that's good. other phrases that are deep for 14-year-olds. <laughs> that's a is good this transition. Is real or is it all a dream? Into our story discussion of Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh! Which I think everyone could probably agree... That Kingdom Hearts 1 definitely had a more simple feeling. Simple and clean. Oh, someone had to say it, I said it. Hey-o. Moving on. <laughs> but I think it was, it felt more ha- contained. Not that I'm saying, like, I'm not one of those people who thinks, like, oh, Kingdom Hearts story is awful. I just play it for the gameplay. I really enjoy it. It's crazy. Uh, admittedly convoluted story. I think that it's not as quite as complicated as everybody seems to think uh, if you put a little time and energy into it. I really enjoy it, but Kingdom Hearts 1 definitely had a more self-contained feeling in that it didn't feel like it has many ideas going on, but not necessarily in a bad way. Like, it had its own... It felt more Disney-like, so it had its own kind of, like, Disney charms going for it more rather than the original one. And I read somewhere that um, Nomura said that Kingdom Hearts 1 had a more Disney feel, and then he was able to bring more original things into it as it went on. Which I could definitely see. So I think that the self-contained feeling is really good in Kingdom Hearts One, but I don't mind that it's not there later since it becomes its own thing. But for what it, like Kingdom Hearts for Kingdom Hearts One, I think it worked really well. Mm-hmm. And I think Kingdom Hearts One was very mysterious. Yeah. And then and the rest of it has just been like uncovering all the mysteries. Yeah. That's true. The Kingdom Hearts 1, a lot of it felt like it was setting up the um, the legends that they would follow thereafter. It, was, it had a sort of a fable quality where, like, you're the hero, go save the princess. And then at the end, it sort of just turns everything around on you and that, like, oh, your friend just saved you, but now he's locked in the darkness and you have to go find him. But what is the darkness? How do you find it? And then you get trapped in a castle. It's just, there's, there's like, a lot of layers that they present. Yeah. That they don't they don't necessarily follow in that game, but they decide to follow later. Which is something I yeah. respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I respect that as well. And I think the story's a lot more complicated for certain people because they didn't get every game. Yeah. And oh, that's, yeah. It's understandable that they couldn't get every game, but Cause it's for like the on every people system. I see that claim it's complicated and they say you shouldn't have to get every game, that's kind of silly. Well, no, you shouldn't. But there's something beautiful that's called the internet yeah. where you can just look it up. Like if you're say confused. Yeah. you shouldn't need to like play every game or whatever. You, should, you don't technically need to play them. No, but you don't. To say you don't need to see the story of all of them. That's like is... that's kind of like saying you don't need to read every book in a series to understand what's going on. Yeah, that's like saying, <laughs> oh, I skipped season two of this TV show, and now I don't know what's going on in season three. 
How it's dare so they? Bad. Oh no! Season two is too spinoffy anyway. It's like, well, <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? The amount of people I see who call Birth by Sleep a spinoff always makes me want to punch a computer. Oh my god! Oh, it is not. That is my biggest pet peeve. Is when people are like, oh, it's just a spinoff like Birth by Sleep, and are, I'm like, you swine, you know nothing. No, because these stories, they they might have been uh, for like other consoles, and they might have been like a smaller production value, but they're like really legitimate points of the story. I would argue well, that Birth by Sleep's like the most important plot wise to the rest of. One of the most, definitely. <laughs> like, man, I don't know. Yeah, we're all getting on our high horses. <laughs> getting all crazy Kingdom we Hearts. We've got a podcast. We know more. Well. Oh, We don't actually oh. think that. Don't take that out of context. No, you should. <laughs> we are like that. I'm sitting here that... drinking my oh. Earl Grey tea and eating scones. <laughs> eating sea salt quite... ice cream. Your voice is quite clear for someone who's drinking tea and eating scones. <laughs> or a glass of water, that too. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Aiden? Coded seemed kind of like a spinoff. It didn't need to be there. Yeah, I agree. That's pretty that. much the only one, though. And just Recoded watch the wasn't. Ending of Coded and... and Recoded, I definitely recommend you just watch. Don't play that game. Yeah. 2.5. Well, Coded, Coded, I feel like, was less a game, more an experiment. Because yeah. a lot of these fighting systems that he's doing, he's coming out with these separate games in order to try out what works and what doesn't. So whatever happened in Coded that worked, he probably took it. And me, uh, what on didn't, hiatus. He just left. In the on hiatus secret project of mine, I remember I described Kingdom Hearts coded as Jack of all trades, master of none. Yes, I heard you mm-hmm. say that before. That's a good one. Yeah, and it has it's got a lot of things in it, like different gameplays and different story things it's trying to do. But at the end of the day it just doesn't come off as that essential because it focused on trying to do everything okay instead of doing what Kingdom Hearts mostly does, which is like a few things really well. Yes. So I think that that's coded's problem. And I think that's something Kingdom Hearts One nails really well, is it has a good focus on what it's trying to present, and then it presents it, and then it moves on. So I think that's, to round it back to Kingdom Hearts 1, Yeah. Um, I think that's a thing that Kingdom Hearts 1 does really well. Yeah, I feel like they only had that one shot, you know? Yeah, because I remember <laughs> Nomura, what world did Nomura put in because he didn't know if he'd ever get to use the license again? I forget. He Tarzan? put in a world, or, pardon? Tarzan was it, maybe? It might have been. It was either a character or a world. Maybe it was like Simba, because I know how much he likes Lion King. Simba. But he put something in because he didn't know if he'd ever get to use the Disney license again, which kind of goes to show that it wasn't necessarily going to be like the series that it is today, which is understandable because, I mean, new IPs are always risky. But I think that kind of went a long way in that the lack of security in the future of the series gave him... Like a, it's all or nothing. Kind of like how Final Fantasy won. Yeah, like, that's how Enix the was Final formed. Fantasy. That's like then, how SquareSoft did their thing. Yeah, exactly. Getting super deep. Poking Good story, one. guys. <laughs> I like that. Speaking yeah. of story, what do we Speaking think of the of story, story in Kingdom Hearts One? I like, like I said, I like how self-contained it is. I like. Oh yeah, we were doing that the already. Characters. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no worries. We kind of like tapered off anyway. For someone who's like favorite character, for someone who's one of my favorite characters is Riku. He is. A little bit of a twit. He's the deep He's kind of the kid you want to punch a bit. But, I mean, I think Riku doesn't really begin to shine as a character until Chain of Memories. I mean, the ending of one, but I mean, like, I think the fact that he, like, he seems kind of like the generic, like, oh, my friend moved on, whatever, for a bit of Kingdom Hearts 1. But once you see, like, how far he's willing to go into the darkness, more or less, to push his goals, I think it makes his redemption a lot better. Because he does something not a lot of characters seem to do, which is once it moves on to Chain Memories, we'll talk about this more in the Chain Memories episode, but in short, once it goes to Chain Memories, he's like actually apologetic and he feels bad about what he's done and he wants to get rid of the darkness. So I think that it was essential, more or less, for Riku to be a bit of, a, a bit of an ass. 
since it yeah. made his redemption arc kind of thing much more realistic and well made. Well, consider mm-hmm. it this way: if he hadn't had that had that downfall in the beginning game, he wouldn't be a Keyblade Master now. Well, I he was chosen. Uh, birth by sleep spoilers. He was chosen by Terra, which no, but is I mean, why like going through the test. Oh yeah, he I mean um, the test. Like if he wasn't evil, he might have been a Keyblade wielder. But if he didn't have that trial, he yeah, probably, yeah, that's how I see it anyway. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah, he wouldn't be game? half as strong. Yeah, he was terrible. But I don't know. Like I feel like I've spent a lot of time working on him, being like, "Oh, uh, I'm so sorry for what I did. I'm so sorry for what I did." I just need to move on. I just feel like I'm really glad they're moving away from that now because it did yeah. kind of go on a bit too long, in my opinion. For anyone who watched, I'm gonna round. I'm gonna go to this a lot. For anyone who's watched Digimon, Riku is a lot like Ken in season two. In that Digimon season two, spoilers, Ken's the villain for like the first arc. But then he becomes the good guy. And I, when I was watching it for like episodes. He, like, doesn't go to help them because he's like, I don't deserve to be part of their team, even though they don't want to be friends. And he's like, oh, uh, there's no way they could all forgive me for what I've done. And while it's understandable, like, it does kind of drag on for a bit, and that's why he reminds me a lot of Ken, is they both did bad things, but they kind of have a difficulty moving past it. And while that's probably a more realistic way to portray it with, like, the guilt and whatnot, I mm-hmm. think, like, even though I think the way that they did it was really well, I do think that it went for a bit too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're just kind of watching it after a while, like, oh, come on, we get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like because I feel like yeah, because Riku's kind of been a one-trick pony up till now. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm very curious to see where they'll go with him in a three now that he's a, the master. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also curious himself. if Sora will be a master by the time you get the three. Maybe he'll have he'll to try a bit to train in the Lee. He like doesn't really know what the heck he's doing. Yeah, although I think Yen Sid's training him technically. So. Yes, they've got to keep a close eye on him. He might murder he's, a castle full. Of he's people. not gonna murder anybody. He's a good guy now. Yeah. yeah. I trust him with all my heart, and I love him. <laughs> oh dear God! What happened again, Sid? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, do you guys no, have any other comments Disney. on Kingdom Hearts One storyline? Are you no? good? I mean, I I feel like we covered because like we could go into like every little detail about it, but yeah. But then people that who just, haven't played it wouldn't get to experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, when, well even if you haven't played it, it's kind of weird that you're listening but kudos for yeah, the I mean if you really spoiler. want to hear us talk for a while then. if you want to hear us talk thank you I'm glad <laughs> but I hope we haven't offended you yet I hope we have no I don't but um <laughs> I apologize if we've offended you King, or King, oh, Canadian I lovable hearts. Canadian Canada hearts um I just I want to say that I think that the storyline in Kingdom Hearts 1 is uh, the simplicity the, the like face level simplicity of it is so redeeming just yeah. because, like, it's it's very much the age level that Sora is at that point. Like, everything seems very simple at that time. I kind yeah. of love that about it. And then once you take a closer look at it, everything on, that's going on underneath that one simple level is, like, borderline things horrifying. Things are as simple as they seem. So mm-hmm. it's, really, it's really cool to think of things on those two levels. Because when you, you go say... back and play it, it is really, like, fun. It's cute. It's good memories. That, that's all that I get from it. You could say it's a metaphor for life. It kind of yeah. As you get older, things become more complex. It's really cohesive in that sense. That's how you're able to relate to it. Well, yeah, because I, I did write that one thing for oh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts World, and I was talking about how it uh, the series grew with the with the fans because it started off with like say if people were ten when they first started playing it, mm-hmm. and like that's about the same age I believe Sora was in the first one. I think he's. 13 in the first one but 13? It, he, he seems he's like I think it's like a loose 
age. Yeah. Like, he could represent ages anywhere from, like, 9 well, it's, to... It's a JRPG. 15. He could be, like, 19. We don't yeah. know. Oh, my <laughs> God. He's, like, so old. He's 13. Ugh. He's at least a JRPG adult at that point. Holy yeah. crap. He's, he's like, but, a geriatric. But it was marketed towards Disney fans, and so it was mostly kids who, like, kind of first got into it. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of grew to, like, a an older audience when people realized it was just a really good game. But it kind of grew with that, with that kind of age group. And as more games came out, they got more and more complicated, and they dealt with more and more, like, really serious issues. So, I don't know. I, I agree with that very much. So, Kingdom Hearts 1 was kind of the uh, the childhood, and it then... It was the catalyst. Like, yeah. and kind of age 1 to 4, or something. 1 to 4, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I no, I mean, that's the age it represents. It's, like, innocent, simple. And then as you get older, I don't know, maybe, like, 1 to 10. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't. I don't imagine a four-year-old. I'm a grown be- <laughs> father. I am four years old now. I know the harshness of life and taxes. <laughs> I've stabbed I many a thing. <laughs> I have g- bought my own apartment, father. <laughs> I have synthesized the ultimate weapon. Do you guys- <laughs> Is it wasn't that your childhood? Am I? Uh, I thought that was everybody's. <laughs> I was busy uh, making up storylines for all of my beanie babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't all get such a privilege, Grace. Um, for real. I agree with that for sure. It does kind of represent getting older in the tone and whatnot. So I think that's I think that's the thing not a lot of people see either. But I think that's definitely there. Mm-hmm. I feel like it must be intentional in some way. I don't know. It's possibly intentional. I I don't I don't really know. I feel like yeah, it's just really an know element of good storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it could just be like kind of the symptom of people who um, read too much into things, where they try to create their own meaning. Oh yeah, yeah. that so. would be me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, represent. Who's got two thumbs and thinks too much? This girl right here. <laughs> I agree with all that. So we've talked about gameplay. We've talked about character, story, music. Oh. Kingdom Hearts One music. Yes. It blew me away as a child. Yeah, and the remastered version in One Point Five. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. It's orchestral. It's beautiful. Oh. Yeah. I still yeah. remember my brother and I would start new files just to listen to the opening. Oh, the, oh. the study? Like, oh. Yeah. Da, da, da. That's awesome. It we would, is, like, it watch is a the, good opening. Yeah, like, we'd watch the intro, and then we'd, watch, we'd listen to the opening and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's such, like, a, a retro thing, too. Like, I remember doing that with Sonic Adventure, where you, like, turn it back on to hear the music, and, oh. Yeah. I saved certain files before events that I knew that I would want to see again. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I saved double files all the time. I had a uh, 40 hour Sonic Adventure file. That game can be beaten in about five hours. So <laughs> I must have really enjoyed it. Uh, anyway, that. Oh, but that music is beautiful. Oh. Yeah, they outdid themselves. I found myself only unimpressed with. The times when they sort of shoddily recreated the Disney themes. Really? Yeah. 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 They got oh, annoying. They got annoying quick. Like, wasn't it Agrabah that was the one that, like, it just kept repeating? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was the Disney song. Repeating. That was just the... Oh, that was Jack, yeah. Yeah, okay. I personally really liked this. Like, I think Halloween Town, having that, like, maybe maybe Atlantica was a bit overkill with Under the Sea. Atlantica! Halloween Town benefited quite a lot from having This Is Halloween as the background song. Oh, yeah. I think that added a lot to the that world. That did. Like, that added that like... feeling that, like, you're in Halloween Town. Yeah, I remember gliding around Halloween Town a oh, lot. Oh, gliding through was... the guillotine and just being yeah. like, Yeah. That was wicked cool. 
Um, I remember being, like, in particular being annoyed at the Alice in Wonderland theme. Oh, I, as a kid I yeah. was, but now I kind of like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, sense. it was kind of Pavlovian for me to hate it because I really hated the Alice in Wonderland oh, section. Yeah. Because yes. as a child who's, like, sitting there with their brother trying to play this game, because we kind of played it at the same time. Like, he yeah. had a file and I had a file, but we just played it at the same time. Yeah. We just didn't know how to do it. <laughs> Yeah, that we was were so the confused. Only one, trust me, you were the not the only one. Time. And we just—I I remember specifically—it was the Fourth of July, and we're inside playing Kingdom Hearts while fireworks are going off, and we're just like, <laughs> "What do we do? What do we do?" I don't get you it. Get the flower, What's with the, the flowers. Get the flower, the ether. Get the flower, this. Shock the flower. What's the flower? Oh. Eventually, my parents said we had to turn it off. Ceiling. Dancing guy with fire. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so done. I'm Is, am I so done. No, no. Is this no, a fever dream got- in my life? <laughs> When we got to the fire guy, we beat it the first try, and we were so relieved when we fa- found him because we're like, finally, a boss fight. We're going the right way. We finally <laughs> finished this level. <laughs> Hercules time. We're, we're going. But then because my brother had his own file, we realized Let's we had to do again. it all over again, and we, had, we didn't have any memory of what we were doing. Oh, that's Yeah, brutal. like that, that entire level, I feel, was, was just the big bullshit level. You're just like, yeah. I'm running this thing. It's a fire. Uh, it's a flower. I don't get this. Yeah, yeah, I second that. <laughs> Even although I like the song now, like I think it's great. I can when you're younger and you hear it repeatedly and you don't know what you're doing, it gets yeah. to be a little bit grating. Yeah, There's a lot of terrible. anger there. <laughs> and I didn't like. This is a personal thing. I didn't really like the Tarzan level, all the swinging and whatnot. Yeah, I was yeah, a bit disappointed because I. I really liked Tarzan as a movie. Yeah, me too. And I will say the one part that I really enjoyed about it in the world was the going down the tree branch like sliding down it with Tarzan that was the one part of that world where I was like this is Tarzan world that was like the part that really hit it but other than that it wasn't yeah because they could have just put in like a little transfer into like oh this is the new screen you're on but they're just like oh let's have a little section (laughs) also I really like that Clayton was actually like a boss oh he Mm -hmm. was a good one too they don't really they don't they seem to kind of shy away from the Disney villains being the bosses outside of like Maleficent and Hades Mm-hmm. And like I mean, Ka- Captain Hook and Ogie and whatnot are bosses, but they feel less like them from the movie because well, they have Clayton... like gimmicks and whatnot. But Clayton was just like, "I'm gonna shoot you in the face." Well, he wasn't really the boss though. He was kind of like the opener boss. Yeah, but you had to beat him too. Yeah, and like you fight them both simultaneously. Him and the I forget the name, the Shadow Stalker, the, the Chameleon. Yeah, you the had to fight chameleon. them simultaneously. So mm-hmm. it felt like, even though that was kind of a gimmick too, so I might be kind of talking out of my rear end here i felt i don't know he felt very like like you were fighting a disney villain yeah. like the Clayton? only time i like captain hook kind of felt like that but captain hook was really easy you thought and, captain hook was easy yeah, yeah. i might have been overloaded. thought he was tough <laughs> i level grinded a lot <laughs> i don't know you um, cray but yeah like, i thought it was pretty pretty tough and i like oogie's mechanic a lot in the in chain of memories mostly like where you're in the room with the dice and the saws and everything. I thought that was really cool and representative, so that was kind of on Clayton's level. But I Oh, think that was that, awesome. Like, but other than those two, like, Maleficent was cool when you fight her as a dragon, but the other one, she's, like, floating on a ground platform and you just hit her a lot. Yeah. That felt kind of lame, because Maleficent's cool, so why not make, like, a cool boss fight? So once she became the dragon, it was cool, but the first phase was like, eh. The dragon was tough. Also, the Hades fight is kind of cool, but it also, like, he had two attacks. He was easy. <laughs> like, he was yeah, pretty he was easy. easy. 
So, like, while I think Kingdom Hearts 1 got Disney villains quite well, like, compared to... I would say Kingdom Hearts 2 and whatnot more had, like, oh, the Heartless is the last boss or an organization member. The Heartless um, tried to take over. you got to get Clayton that Heartless. felt like a really good Disney boss fight. It's just because okay. of the simplicity of it. It was, like, him. Maybe mm-hmm. I just have a bias because I like Clayton because as a kid I really liked Tarzan. I still like it, but... All I know is that he has probably one of the best lines in the movie, which is, Gorilla! Gorilla. He literally just screams it. It's amazing. I love... I don't know. I really liked that movie. I Not liked. I still like it. I, mean, I love that movie. I loved that. And as a kid, I remember I had like a McDonald's toy with Clayton, and it was really exciting. That The soundtrack to that movie is amazing. Put your faith in what you most exactly. believe in. Exactly! <laughs> yeah, Phil Collins was really fitting for that. Kind of wish they used that in Tarzan <laughs> Like a, an instrumental, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like the N64 game, the PS1 game opening. They used that, but not PS1 quality. <laughs> Maybe or that old work. PC game they had? Yeah, the one with the platformer? Yeah. Yeah, man. That game was cool. I remember that game scared me as a kid because when you die, it says game over, and Kerchak's like, you will never be one of us. And that terrified me. And I was like, what? Yeah, like, I was really little when I played it, and I I remember every time I saw one of those leopard things, I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. There's an old PC game. game. Oh, it's the same one as PS1? Yeah, they were. I think so. I played the PS1 one. My friend had the N64 one. They were both the platformer, the 3D one. Oh. Is that the one you were saying? No, I'm, I'm talking about a PC um, side-scrolling platforming one. Oh, I played the 3D platformer one more. Oh, like you could play, you could like throw mangoes at stuff. I think you could do that in the that one as well. I think like oh. it was side-scroller, but it was like 3D graphics. Oh. I was no, playing was Kingdom like... Hearts one. Oh, there was 3D parts too. I don't know. Hmm. This is when I got on five. So yeah, I don't remember it too well. Speaking of Tarzan, I was really surprised that 1.5 had the world still with all the licensing issues. Yeah, why was there licensing issues again? I believe it was with the author's company when it came to the using the world, which is why it wasn't in Chain of Memories, but Files of the Keyblade. No, they just got too creeped out by Vexen. They were like, no, no, we're not giving our rights for we that We can't one. put him in... We if he's in it, no. In Deep Jungle? I don't know, but all in all... I think the world selection in Kingdom Hearts 1 was really cool. I know that Lion King was supposed to be in it, but they couldn't do the render the four legs for Sora to be a lion. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think altogether, I think the worlds were pretty well chosen. Like, it felt like they got the right amount of, like, iconic ones. And they also rendered them very well, too. Like, you really do feel like you're a part of them. Yeah, especially, mm-hmm. like, I keep going back to it, but Halloween Town, Yeah, I think, oh, is yeah. my favorite, just because it felt so much like Halloween Town. Like, that's why uh, I've always really liked Pinocchio's movie, so I think 3D did a bit better. But I was always kind of disappointed by Monstro, because it's just, everything looks the same. It's like a weird operation. It is really odd. One of the places I really loved in Kingdom Hearts 1, though, was Traverse Town. Oh, I love Traverse Town. They did oh, yeah. a great job Not of making this sort much. of new town. What, what exactly is Traverse? So it's just like a town that appears when your world is destroyed. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a town for those who don't have a town. That that's really cool, actually. I really like that concept. Yeah, I I think I like Twilight Town a little bit more. Oh yeah, well I, I also Town I love Radiant itself, Garden more than I like Traverse Town. Yeah, but, but Traverse Town itself has like such a nice atmosphere in the song. Oh, is amazing. Uh, but also, what happens to Traverse Town once everyone has found the world again? 
I think it's a world on its own. I think that's just like where people go. Oh. Uh, yeah, it says you like, go there instead can of Can Traverse here. Town go out then? I don't know. I mean, it's like, Heartless all over it. I know it's in Kingdom Hearts 3D as well. Like, you go there in 3D. Granted, it's like a dream version, but Sora goes back. It's dream. Yeah, dream I yeah, I think it exists on its own accord, too. Okay. I think. Because it would be really cool if it ended up that it all was just like a dream or some weird state that all your mind Kingdom is... Hearts like, weird purgatory. Hmm. Yeah. I like that place in general. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it just had a nice feel to it. Yeah. Just kind of, like, laid back. Especially with the song. It was just laid back. It kind of reminded love... me of the anime. Of what, sorry? In the anime. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, of all these deposed um, Final Fantasy characters that are just, like, sitting around, hanging out at the cafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've seen things. Because, I love that like, one the screen cap of Sora just standing in front of a giant keyhole, it, and uh, it's, it's like the the caption on it is it's locked. <laughs> if only there oh, were a key. If only. It's like that one treasure chest that you have to light all the candles for in the shop, but and if you don't, it's like it won't seem to open. And I'm like, really? If only, if only we could use the giant key in oh, our hey. hand to it's open. Literally can open anything apparently. <sighs> only what a there life were a we key lead. For this. <laughs> but alas. I think... Uh, is there anything else we can really talk about about Kingdom Hearts 1? I think we did it, you Not guys. without going into, like, super specifics. Yeah. Which isn't I really think... necessary if you played the game, and it's not necessary if you didn't play the game yet, so... So let's all give a closing thought on Kingdom Hearts 1. I really enjoy it for what it is, and it's not my favorite game in the series, but I, it has a lot of its own merit and charm, and I do like going back to it for that. Although that three-hour last boss fight... <sighs> Holy crap! <sighs> Oh yeah, fun Other note, I never that. actually beat the game. I watched the ending because I couldn't get past part of it. I've done it twice now, and I have no idea how I did it at like age 11, 12, but hey. Yeah. Actually, I think oh. I might be in the same boat, Aiden. Whoa. Huh. Yeah. I am the Alpha Kingdom Hearts fan. You are. I'm There's kidding. a reason as to why you're lead co- or co-host, right? You're lead I'm host. Kidding. Yeah, I paid money for Coded. Yeah. <laughs> well, recoded, hopefully. Recoded. Oh, you poor, poor, unfortunate soul. I don't hate recoded, but we'll wait for a possible recode. I don't hey, hate I... it. I tried to convince myself. I don't hate it. I when I played it, it wasn't as bad as I expected. I got like, to the Coliseum level and just couldn't. Well, you see, they had cloud in it, so I had to. It was, it was the really shitty like fake RPG system. But yeah, it was really bad, but it had cloud. Uh. I'm not even hiding my bias. Anything with cloud in it, I just love. Yeah. You are crazy. I don't know. Anyway, so what are you guys' closing thoughts then? If you haven't played it, why are you listening to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Not to disagree. Anything else? Anyone. No. Is that it? Okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a great game. It was a huge eye opener for me when it came to video games because before it was just like I would just play like Star Wars Pod Racer or whatever. Hey, like that. that game's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that aside. <laughs> I would just play random games. I never really got into, like, oh, I'm a really big fan of this. It was just like, oh, yeah, I'll play that. I'll play that. It was, like, the first game I was ever actually really a fan of, and I was like, they need to make a new one. They need to continue this. <laughs> so I, it kind of changed my perspective on games. It helped lead to this podcast. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Surprisingly. Well, I would say Kingdom Hearts 2 was the biggest influence for making me want to make a podcast and whatnot. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's important, mm -hmm. nonetheless. Uh, what right. are your thoughts then, Grace? I absolutely love this game, and I did not think that I would love it, because um, at that time, like, I was probably listening to my cousin tell me that it was some stupid game that had Disney in it, and I was like, oh, I don't want to. And actually, like, going kid. out on a limb and playing it, 
it was one of the best decisions that I made for video gaming. Um, like uh, everything about it, at a ba- even at a base level, is good, just really good and solid. I think it's just a great example of a good game, and for me, it's an amazing game. I could see how someone else might look at it and say, like, "Oh, it's a good game." Like everything about it, just like it measures up to being really well made. Oh, yeah. Even if you're Definitely. not a fan, like the gameplay is really well done. The camera's kind of crap, but the gameplay's still really good. The storyline's very easy to understand. The characters are are a lot of fun to follow, and mm-hmm. it just it's if you take that extra step and you become that crazy fan that I am right now, that's when it becomes an amazing game. And so right now, I think that it's yes, an amazing game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I agree. It's that, not yeah, my favorite, sure. but it is definitely really, really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. Oh, and I think it's worth mentioning that how I got the game when I was like a little kid was it was my brother's birthday, and he had a bunch of money after his birthday, and he w- we went to Blockbuster. Oh which, my god! Yeah, we're Blockbuster. so old. And Oof, Blockbuster. back then, I used to be able to convince him what games to buy so that I could play them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he. Because he was younger than I was, and we were pretty young at the time, so I was like, I, I can, I can manipulate him. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, Jared, Jared, you should, you should buy Kingdom Hearts. This looks good. And he's like, I don't know. My parents were like, Let him make his own decisions. And I was like, But Jared, come on, come on. <laughs> and it took like ten minutes of convincing, but I finally got him to get it, and I immediately <laughs> played through most of minutes. it before he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. He actually made me stop playing. Just so that he could catch up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because at That's first we awesome. at first we were just playing it together. And then after a while, he kind of lost interest, and I started like plowing through it. And then he's like, "Wait, I want to play it. You need to stop playing it." It's terrible. I want to play. Typical really little funny. brother slash sister kind of talk. Because I definitely yeah. would have done that to my sister too. Trying to play his own game. He's so selfish. I know. Real. <laughs> what a guy. No, I mean forcing her to stop so that I could catch up. I would have done that. Oh yeah. It's got grace, little grace well, written all well, over it. To be fair, we were I was kind of playing in the main room because it was like the only TV we had. Exactly. Oh, so yeah. he was so he was basically having to watch me play, and he was like, "All right, you need to stop because I don't want to get this all spoiled for me." See, the, <laughs> for anyone that's like younger, I'm saying probably like 12 or 13 listening to this podcast. I don't know if you've ever had a time in your household where you've only had one TV in the oh. house. That's nostalgic. Yeah. One TV, and you had to wait for your parents to finish watching whatever crap show they had on so you could plug that thing in and play probably until about 2 in the morning because that was your only golden time. I remember in my basement, we had, like, one TV for a while. And then my grandpa gave me this small, like, not great TV just, like, for for me to play games on. So I hooked it up, like, in the basement because I couldn't have it in my room. That's, that wasn't allowed. No, no, you were never allowed something it's like not, that. I'll make your brain crazy mush. Yeah, so, read a book. So stupid. Um, I had this little corner in my basement because we. I moved a lot as kids. So we had a lot of boxes, and they. I made like basically a maze out of them. Oh. And I had like the TV, like there at the front. So I like distinctly remember going downstairs at like five thirty in the morning because instead of just staying up late to play games, I got up early. Yes, yeah, amen. Um, so I would get up like five thirty in the morning. Watch Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, then run over to my game system while leaving it on so that I could still hear Dragon Ball Z. And (laughs) playing Sonic Adventure at one volume so that nobody woke up. (laughs) And I would just go really close to the screen and listen in for for cutscenes. And just being so excited that I had, like, I could do both. 
Uh, if someone was playing, watching TV, I could play video games. If no one was, I could wa- have Dragon Ball on while playing video games. <laughs> and it was like the most magical experience. And your me. brain exploded. Yes. That's how I became the like master class weeaboo trash that I am today. Do not call yourself that. <laughs> you're, a, you're a lovable I say fan. it endearingly. There's a difference. I say it endearingly. I would, I would stand by your fandom qualities, Spencer. We can <laughs> attest you. to them as your co-hosts. <laughs> Thank you very much. Or no uh, weeaboo. But, um, but yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> this dove into a lot of nostalgia. I know, for real. I remember the first time I played Kingdom Hearts was at, like, we didn't have any systems in my house. I It's not that I wasn't allowed it, but, like, our, our family just never bought that kind of stuff. And it never occurred to me as a kid to buy it for myself because I didn't have money. So um, my, my cousin and her husband, they had a PlayStation 2. And I literally spent, I think, an entirety of a weekend in their in their side room, literally just like holed out in this area playing Kingdom Hearts. And to this day, the scent of their soap reminds me of Kingdom Hearts and uh, the Aladdin level that I was stuck on. <laughs> they like use the, the same exact soap? part. They use wow. the same soap still? From time to time. That's the impressive. same kind. Huh. It's it's <laughs> one that's super popular. So like I'll I'll smell it in someone else's house and be like, Aladdin level. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we should move on now to keep this kind of short. Well, not short, but fast. So, let's talk about a really quick playlist. Um, so you guys talk about the meetup, and then what you guys have been doing, and then I'll go really fast, and then we'll get out of here. So, Aiden and Grace, me- meetup, whoa. We <laughs> met each other? What? Oh my god! What? Yes, I met yeah, this crazy <laughs> kid in Universal, he was like nuts and... We were at Disney and we had drinks. It was insane. I got. Snapchat I did not have drinks because I'm underage. But oh no, he didn't have drinks. I I had a drink though. <laughs> I got Snapchats. You did, yeah. I was like, ah. And and messages <laughs> of endearment because we did miss Spencer. Great deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was um, me and Nick were on vacation at Universal, and we met up with uh, a friend of ours, Jess. And then we all went over to Downtown Disney, and um, we met up with Aiden and Maki, and it was awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was so much fun meeting you guys. Yeah, it was. I wish I could have stayed longer, but I had work in the morning, and she had work in the morning, so I was like, eh. No, I totally understood, but it was really nice at least getting to, to conversate for a while, you know? Yeah. It was funny, because when I went into the store and it got to the home decor section, I was like, where is she? Where is she? And I, I was looking around, and I was looking for someone way taller. And then I, I just see you, and you're like, Aiden? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I sound like, tall. I do. You do, yeah. Like, I do? Well, because you're older than us, and I don't know, that always paints a picture of someone being taller than me. <laughs> and I, I don't realize that I'm a fully grown adult now. <laughs> so that rule doesn't work anymore. Because you are Apparently taller not, than no. me. Yeah. Like, it doesn't hit me still that I'm, like, six foot. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome meeting up with you guys. Like, finally putting a face to the face to the voice, because I'll be honest with you, I know I've seen pictures of you, but you look way different than my mental picture of you. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah, like, I, I have a weird quality about me where I look different in, like, every picture I take. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Because, like, I have a, I have not a long face, in the, but it's, like, a large nose that kind of pokes out. 
and like my face kind of does as well. So it's like from different angles, they look entirely different. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I, I don't know, Matt. You, well, you, I mean, I have no idea. All I know is that like you didn't look how I imagined you. Did did I mm-hmm. look crazy different from how you imagined? No, you look exactly the same except shorter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like Good a full know. foot shorter than me, I think. Yeah, how how you can define me? Anyone who wants to see me, if you're going to like a convention that I am, uh, look for the round nose and crazy curly hair. If I'm not wearing cosplay, and if I'm if I am wearing cosplay, just look for Vexen. It's the only one there. <laughs> <laughs> you're unique. Yes, it's just me, basically. Oh, and Nick and Jess were super nice, and I was so glad I got to meet them as well. Oh yeah, I learned so much an interesting tidbit. <laughs> Huh? I learned an interesting tidbit from Aiden that apparently we're shipped. That was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a thing that we Aiden shouldn't and I probably are talk shipped. about. Oh, yeah. No, I should write a fan fiction. I, I was should. really excited. I laughed really hard hearing that. I was like, yes, we. you know you've hit the big time when you're shipped. When you're shipped. Yes. <laughs> well, that's only that's only by Grace and by... Um, Mackie. Mackie, so... Hey, still, I'm down. <laughs> well played, Mackie. I like Mackie. She's awesome. Mackie's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Before we started this podcast, she was like, "Have fun," and I was like, "Thanks." Yeah, and also, I to tell Jess, you. Jess is just a friend of mine from online. She does uh, Zaldin cosplay and she makes costumes, all that crazy stuff. She does some awesome writing. Ooh. Yeah, she does a lot of Zaldin stuff. So it was really cool getting to meet her as well. <laughs> nice. So just a shout out to her if she's listening. Hi, mm-hmm. hi, Jess. Oh, and one other thing, Grace and Nick were like dressed up super fancy, and I felt like. <laughs> so young compared to them because it's like you people look like adults <laughs> we like to get dressed up a lot i can tell yeah we do a lot for like going out for drinking probably shouldn't have worn those shoes that night but hey it's okay oh the high heels yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry right. yeah bear in mind she's she looked shorter than i expected her when she was in high heels <laughs> yeah actually yeah that was like the first thing i heard it was like yeah, Grace is taller than I, or uh, shorter than I thought. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, like a head. Less. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Sorry, I was just so hung up on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Oh, and amazing. like there was, a, there was a bit of a horror story getting there. Oh. Because, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't, this is, this is what happens when you don't thoroughly read your text messages about where to meet up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, we were talk- we were like making plans, and at first we were talking about City Walk, and my brain didn't make the connection that we were d- then talking about meeting at Downtown Disney, and Mackie works at works at Disney, so she was like right there, and I told her, okay, we're meeting at City Walk, and she's like, okay, my phone's dying, we'll meet at Starbucks, and I was <laughs> like, okay, and then I call Grace, and I'm like, yeah, I'm almost at City Walk, and you're like, you mean Downtown Disney, right? Or something along those lines. And I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I haven't made sure to check the message, like, oh my god, did I tell him City Walk? No, Crap. you totally sent me Downtown Disney. I wasn't, yeah. But, um. I felt so bad. No, it was my fault. But, um, So I, I'm trying to call her, and apparently she turned her phone off when she was at 2%, because she's smart. <laughs> and she turned it on to check if there was any emergencies or anything. Smart and girl. Thank God she did, because she called me back after seeing that I called her, like, seven times. <laughs> <laughs> and she realized, and she was really upset, because it take, cost, like, 17 bucks to get in, and she was super lost and all that. So I still owe her something for that. <laughs> she did look a little tired. Now I know why. Poor girl. Yeah, so... But eventually we all met up at Downtown Disney, and it was great. But 
Yeah. yeah that's awesome. <laughs> ah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> One day, team. Didn't work out this summer because of the summer, but soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shall happen. This summer was a bit rough. But mm-hmm. soon enough. Mm-hmm. Actually, if we all find an event that we want to go to, if it's like somewhere in the middle, because we're all over the place. Mm-hmm. If we, yeah, if we, we find are something, just let the other ones know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could start planning for that if, if we all decide that we want to go to something like that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Like, like if it's a con or if it's like a meetup or something. Yeah, like preferably a con outside of Florida. Florida's hot. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> The problem is, like, Disney World is just such a great place to meet up at. <laughs> you might be screwed over on that one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad that, that... Oh, that's so cool. I'm glad that the meetup was so awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was super fun. Other things we've been doing. <laughs> yeah, okay, so who wants to start? Grace, what have you been up to? Oh, well, the vacation, first and foremost, was, like... It was mind-blowingly awesome. It was... I, I can't even, you guys. I cannot even... But um, I can't <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun uh, seeing the new bits of the Harry Potter world that they've got. The um, it's Hogsmeade over in Islands of Adventure, and it's Diagon Alley over in Universal Studios area. And that was it. It was just like mind blowingly created, and you could tell they sank a lot of money into it because it looks exactly like they advertise it as. And uh, the butter beer is delicious, and the ice cream uh, so is uh, wonderful. The new ride is a lot of fun, and they really keep the line moving, so that that was pretty cool. Um, oh, especially cool. if you go single rider line, so just word to the wise. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Oh, all the other rides. Like, my favorite rides there, aside from the Harry Potter ones, were the Transformers and the Mummy, and um, they were pretty... The E.T. ride? E.T. was... E.T. was creepy! <laughs> E.T. was horrifying. We had a big conversation about this. We were, we were over oh, there. Oh, God. It was a thing of nightmares. <laughs> I hated E.T. E.T. was scarier than Halloween Horror Nights. Whoa. Which was, in fact, very scary and awesome. They know what they're doing, and I would love to go back if I had the money. Halloween Horror Nights. That yeah. sounds terrifying. Yeah, they do They do that for Halloween rather than, you know, Mickey's not so scary adventure. No, like for Universal, it's like, we're going to scare the shit out of you. Yay. Yeah. It's a bit different, though, when you live in the Florida area and, like, you have friends that are working there. Because oh. immediately it loses all sense of scariness and you're just that like. That sucks. Was that Adam? Like, was <laughs> it? <laughs> I think that's <laughs> Adam. Oh, and I was dressed up as Harry Potter for um, going to the Halloween Horror Nights, and I was so hoping, so very hoping that they would have Voldemort walking around so I could just, like, run away from him the entire time. <laughs> or or pretend to face him and then, like, have us both die. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Harry um, Potter spoilers. Yeah. It, look, if you haven't seen it by now, you, you've got problems. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it. Sorry. you got problems, Aiden. Uh, but anyway, so there was no Voldemort, and someone screamed Havada Kedavra at me, and uh, Nick Nick and I just had, like, a wonderful time in Universal, just meeting up with friends and just, like, going on rides and having awesome memory time. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. And also, one more thing I've got to tell you guys about is that I was on a podcast. I was a guest hosting on Alohomora, which is um, a Harry Potter-themed podcast. If you guys want to look it up, it's through MuggleNet.com. And that was that was a ton of fun. I was they literally like called me in to be on the fly, pretty much, because their their other oh, guest host. I was on the list already to be a guest host, but their other guest host dropped out. 
So I just studied up real quick on the chapter that they were doing, and I uh, just talked about Voldemort a whole lot, and they're all wonderful, awesome people. And, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Shout out to Alohomora. 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 Open the Dumbledore. <laughs> That's, the That's what Potter they say, because they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome to hear, though. I'm glad. Thanks. I missed you guys a whole lot, though. Now we're back at the home podcast. Yes, home base. Yay. Yay. Huh. Well, that's cool. What have you done then, Aiden? I have worked a lot. I I don't know if I had the ear infection on the last podcast, but I have another one now. Oh. So this is like two within the past two weeks, or two months. So that's oh, fun. Oh, yeah. That sucks. I actually just got back from the doctor um, earlier today. So yeah, Mackie moved into a new apartment over the weekend, and all of her roommates are stoners, and she's going to have to move out, so oh, that's God. fun. Wait, what? All of her roommates are, like, complete stoners, and so, it's just a so really bad environment. Yeah, well, like, the smoke really bothers her, and oh, she put God. on her paper that she didn't want to be roomed with anyone who smokes, um, and that means, like, tobacco, but... They smoke tobacco and marijuana, and they are been, they binge drink a lot. Apparently, oh my like God. from the brief time she's been there, she already knows that they they binge drink all the time because, yeah. So that's terrible. That's awful. Poor Mackie. Yeah, and the reason she moved there was because she was trying to uh, keep her cat because they they let her have the cat there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she has to move back to the old place that won't let her have the cat. So I think my parents got to take care of him again, or something along those lines. So that really sucks. That really um, sucks. Yeah. Other things, though, um, I'm playing Fantasy Life. That's really fun. Yeah, he was telling me how What's awesome that? it is. It sounds really cool. Um, it's a 3DS game. It's um, I've mentioned Rune Factory before, which is kind of like a mix of... Um, Harvest Moon, right? Yeah, it's kind of like... like um, Harvest Moon RPG. Yeah, like Animal Crossing, kind of, where it's like you can go and just kind of dick around all day and not really do anything. Or you can, um, like, do specific little things or actually follow the storyline. And it's basically the same thing as Fantasy Life, but Fantasy Life has kind of an all-star cast to it because it has some of the writers from Ace Attorney. It has the... um, That's so beautiful. It has a lot of the talent that made uh, Dragon Quest. Not the same art um, director, but um, you can definitely tell that there's a Dragon Quest IX vibe to it. Cool. That I really like. And it's just a lot of fun. I, I have about 40 hours in it right now, and... There's just always something to do. That's so cool. And it like the idea of it being a fantasy life is like it gives you like this big fantasy world and it just lets you do whatever you want in it. Like you could just you could really just spend the entire game as a woodcutter that goes around cutting wood. <laughs> or you and, like, <laughs> high octane. So wait, is this and, just for the computer? No, it's for three D S. Oh, it's for three D S, okay. Yeah. What like what the main focus of it is is like you could be the woodcutter that goes and cuts the wood and then you change over to a carpenter that then makes tools and stuff out of those and um you give those to people or you um use them to have your combat job and like you give those so like you switch into a combat job with these new items you just made and it's like it's a lot of like inter- interconnected jobs that you get to like do and it's just there's always something to do so that's fun very awesome that sounds really mm-hmm. awesome yeah other than that Mackie got a job at Disney. Yay, um, Mackie! I'm still working at the frozen yogurt stand. Yay, frozen yogurt! And apparently Yay. money isn't as tight as I thought it was, so I have a lot of spending money right now, which is cool. 
That's awesome. That is and by a lot, That's I mean not really. Revelation. Yeah, like not really a lot of spending money. I can't just like go and blow money to fix my PS3 yet, but like it, you know, it's, I'm more comfortable now. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Way to go, That's man. Fun. Way to go. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Other than that, it's just been, you know, schoolwork. A lot of schoolwork. Same old, same old. Oh, and I found out today I have a 99.7 in my developmental psychology class. That's very impressive. That's beautiful. Yeah. Way to Kudos, go. Kudos, man. And there's a very good chance that I could get it over 100% by the end of the year. Or by, by the end of the semester. Because there's still um, one more extra credit chance. So, yeah. That's awesome. Do it. We're very happy. Yeah, well, I have to... I have to do some sort of community service. My parents run a homeless like kitchen slash where they give clothing, so I just have to go and do that one time, and then I'll get credit. Cook something. Have... That's awesome. Do it. Yeah. So I'm gonna cook. have over 100, percent which is. Yeah, great. I've only ever managed to do that for a class once, so way to go. Yeah, man. it was. It's like my favorite class I think I've ever had. So it's kind of you know comes mm-hmm. naturally. Nice. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all for me. Sorry, I've kind of gone on and on. Oh, no, no worries. <laughs> I don't really have a lot. I'm playing Final Fantasy twelve, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm surprised at how much I enjoy it, because a lot of people don't like it, but I'm very fond of it. Really? Um, yeah, I really like it. Like, Gabranth is quickly becoming one of my... Or, Gabranth. Gabranth is quickly <laughs> becoming one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters ever. Oh, he feels like such a well-written character. I don't know. Like, his backstory and whatnot. Yeah, remind me. Oh. What did he do again? Spoilers for Final Fantasy Twelve. He's the Judge Magister in that his brother okay, Bosch is his brother. About. Okay, you're yeah, good. Yeah, and Bosch is his brother and everything happened with him. So he's like very hatred driven, but he's seen but he's like realistic, like not so much like an anime where they're like, Oh, I hate everything. He just like he hates Bosch. <laughs> and That's like it. the Empire. So like he's so like he talks about how like the only thing that's gotten him through all this is his hatred for his brother that abandoned his land and his family. And I don't know, he's so cool. And I mean, everyone loves Balthier. I love Balthier as well. It's hard not uh, to. I, I don't hate Vaughn. I don't mind Vaughn. I can understand why people hate him. I just, uh, I'm pretty neutral on Vaughn. He's okay. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, like, he's not as cool as Balthier or Brown, in my opinion. That's a I little like tough a to too. stand up to. I like Ash a lot, too. Uh, lots of cool characters in general, and Fran. I don't know. I just like Final Fantasy XII, and I love the gameplay and whatnot. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. But well, I really you are enjoy crazy, it. but that, that's that's. <laughs> Besides, yeah, but I really enjoy it. Um, what else have I been playing? Still Smash, always Smash. <laughs> I've uh, almost finished the third challenge board in Smash, so I've almost finished everything. Jesus, dude. Um, and Smash Wii U comes out soon. That's exciting. And Digimon comes out tomorrow as a time recording, which is also really exciting. I keep dating these episodes by accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is really. I'm excited because I like Digimon. And this is a chance for Namco to see that people want Digimon so they can bring us the really cool 3DS Digimon game that we don't have. <laughs> but um, And the Vita game, because the Vita needs all the love it can get. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been really enjoying that. I've also... Oh, my friend's playing Crisis Core, and someone spoiled the ending for her in class. Oh, God. In class. She had no idea about the ending. Like, we got to Genesis is attacking the Shinra building, and she didn't know about the ending. And then today in class, someone just said out loud the ending. And I was like, after everything... All, I straight up lied to her repeatedly. She was like, do any main characters die? And I was like, no. No, you're fine. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> no, no don't main characters Don't worry about die. it. Don't, like, no, it's a pre- don't, don't it's a trust no. Google. And they ruined it. <sighs> what a douche. Uh, so angry. Douchebag. What was, what was her reaction? 
she freaked out a little bit. <laughs> but she's. Uh, I said that the Crisis Core thing is that she'll forget by the end. Because that happens to everyone who plays it. They forget that he dies. And then it happens, and you're like, oh yeah, oh god. Mm-hmm. So soon. <laughs> Unless you didn't play 7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they didn't play 7. Anyway, so that's kind of a shame. But they're really enjoying it, so that's cool. What else have I done? Probably forgetting a bunch of things, but I don't know. I'm tired. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been a long. It's been a long week. It's, it's been a long, Monday. like, year. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that mm-hmm. one, too. <laughs> and I'm just, like, kill it, play it. I'm basically always playing Earthbound. I just love that game so much that I always go back to it. I don't know. It's so charming. It brings a sense of comfort. Like, you've got Earthbound. I've got Batin Kaitos that I always go back to. Yeah. Everybody's just, got their... Uh, we've all got... You've got Monster Dr- Hunter. Monster Hunter. Oh, and yeah. Fire Emblem. Games that mm-hmm. we just always go back to. <laughs> I just love Earthbound. <laughs> It's just something about that world. Just, ugh. Exactly, I can that's always, what it is. I can always just play it, and I just feel totally happy doing it. It's never boring to me, even though it's got like the most basic RPG gameplay, like Dragon Quest. I love going back to it all the time. The music and the world. Well, there's ugh. a reason as to why basic works. It's because like it really does catch on. Yeah. I just... I love that game so much. I could write a thesis paper on why I love Earthbound so much. You should. I'm actually writing a research report from one of my classes on why video games are art and Earthbound's being mentioned along with Metal Gear Solid 3 Final Fantasy 7 and Shadow of the Colossus and I'm trying to think of other ones too well done but, I, I've written that paper before just with different video games ooh perfect yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like what games do people think are artistic that I've played and I was like okay Earthbound is like my own choice because Earthbound is art in its own way uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. I had a tough time choosing between Journey. like one, one, two, and three. Oh yeah, Journey. That's a oh, that's yeah, a really definitely. good one. Mm-hmm. I'll have to put Journey on there. And uh, Shadow of the Colossus speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that game is a masterpiece. And uh, Final Fantasy Seven also speaks for itself. Zelda. Um, oh, I was trying to think of what Zelda to put on. Majora's um, Mask. I was thinking that. I mean, like, I have to... It's difficult keeping your bias out, too. Because yeah. I was like, my favorite's Wind Waker. And I was like, but I don't know, is Wind Waker the one that's considered art? I just like Wind Waker so much. Well, Wind um, Waker's art direction is pretty amazing. It yeah. was oh, really Half-Life. unconventional for its time, too. It was ahead Half-Life of its time. Two, I guess. Yeah. Half-Life. Half-Life 2, Bioshock, like the first one. Portal. Portal's probably... talk. I could probably talk about Portal, I think. There's that one's revolutionary in that it really wasn't meant to... I Like, how yeah. it's set up, it wasn't meant to be a big game, but it became one. Yeah, even if you, like, take away the game aspect, the character... Like, just GLaDOS alone was, like, such a, like, move forward in, like, singular characters, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole game, all you hear is GLaDOS. But, like, you slowly, like, oh, just, oh. It's very Stockholm <laughs> Syndrome, I love this, I hate this character kind of deal. Yeah. Just, oh, so many, so many good things. But yeah, so that's going to be fun to write, because I, recently I was, like, trying to think of, like, what is my passion in things? And it sounds silly, but my passion is video games, so I can, it's easy to write about for me, because it's, like, I've played so many video games in my time, and, like, I know so many video games, like, front to back, because I just love it so much, so it'll be easy to talk about for me. So I'm looking forward to that. You're on a video game podcast. If it sounds silly here, there's problems. (laughs) At this point, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so that'll be a fun assignment to make. I have to record gameplay and stuff for a video at the beginning, so I'm probably just going to record, like, a cloud holding Aerith, with, like, that scene where Sephiroth's behind them doing, like, the air, cri- Christ air, like, <laughs> pose, 
and um, <laughs> probably the ending of Metal Gear Solid 3 where he salutes the grave or them standing in the field in the last boss fight one of those two or any scene uh, from Journey you're good yeah any scene from Journey Shadow of the Colossus either like standing in the temple with like the ceiling speaking to you or him climbing a sh- colossus probably or anything or I just say the world a few of the um, Assassin's Creed games <clears throat> yeah oh Assassin's Creed 2 at the beginning when you're on top of the building and the brother's like may our lives never change and then you're like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they will <laughs> and then yeah so I'm gonna gonna have to go through um, Earthbound will probably just be like I feel like the Gigas fight is too extreme. <laughs> so I might just put like them walking down the street or something. I don't know. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that. And that's about it. I mean, watching anime all the time. Right now I'm rewatching Digimon season two and three. Oh, I watched Madoka Magica. Oh yeah, and you said it's crazy terrifying. Yes, it is. I won't I won't expand on it, but yes, it's terrifying. And Samurai Flamenco. Yeah, that's on Netflix, so I'm gonna watch. It that. is, yeah. Everyone so go watch exciting. it. And yeah, I think that's all I want to talk about right now because I can't think of anything else and I have plans for things but I can't talk about it yet. So yeah, yay! Anyone have anything to say before I move on to our outro? Since this has gone on for a bit. No, we're good. Cool, well, I'd like to remind everyone that this is a product of KingdomHeartsWorld.net. You can find us on iTunes, it's Kingdom Hearts World. And on Facebook and Twitter, our Twitter handle is at Podcast. Our Facebook and Twitter pages both have our official new, from last episode, profile art our podcast art as our image Woo! so that's how you know it's us and whenever there's problems or anything going on uh, the Twitter and Facebook are where I post the most uh, so make sure to check that out go to kingdomheartsworld.net to go on the forum where you can ask us questions that you could hear answered on the podcast by us which is always very exciting and oh yeah I forgot to talk about it I'm going Distant Worlds with Kyle next month so maybe I'll do something for that uh, Yeah. Kyle and I are going to the Final Fantasy Symphony next month I thought I was forgetting something <laughs> that's really exciting I'll have to have Kyle on afterwards so we can both talk about it yeah, that's really exciting. Anyway, is there anything you guys want to say before we get out of here? Goodbye. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for we'll listening. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.